Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Newcastle Letter. I am Rick Benson, joined today by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Hello. Bang. One shot, one kill. Um, I guess let's get to it, really. We've come off the back of um, perhaps a predictable result against Everton, 3-0. Three, three rather listless display. Um, what did you make of it, Tiff? Well, just to... I mean, we, we were kind of expecting a good result because yeah. of their poor form. Um, in the last one, we were talking about uh, how they hadn't... This, this was their, what, second win in... This year, isn't it? In the league. Yeah, second win in 12 games. and They'd been in Europe on Thursday. So we were saying it's possibly the best time to play Everton. Yes. And it still might have been. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think that they, were, they played particularly brilliantly. I think in, in, as much, in, in much the same way as the, the Mackhams got humped 4-0 by a very average Aston Villa team that we comfortably limped past. Yes. But it was Sunderland's abject performance that allowed Aston Villa to get the goals. I think it was our abject performance that allowed a very ordinary Everton side yeah. to, to, to comfortably stroll past us. I'd put forward that what you've got now is you've got teams who have something to play for and you've got teams that have nothing to play for. We are, as was heavily referenced, <laughs> to where it probably should have been like songified or something that the players have got the flip-flops on yeah, on yeah. match of the day, whereas Everton and Villa are both very much in the dogfight, you know, for all, yeah. um, you know, Everton's European uh, exploits. But yeah, so it, it did look like a good time to play them yeah. without considering they do really need to man up and keep themselves in the top division. I think but, that they and, Ever- they and Aston Villa are the type of sides that they're panicking now about staying in the league, whereas like Burnley and Leicester and QPR, they think because they're because they're down there and because they had lower expectations anyway. I honestly think that they're going to start panicking and start think, realize that games are running out a lot a lot later than someone like Aston Villa and Everton would, because they, they'll look at the table and go, "Holy fuck, we Everton and Aston Villa are much further." Uh, much lower down the table than than we normally are, which is why they're panicking now. Which is why they're getting the, like you say, the results against sides with nothing to play for or who are just terrible, like Sunderland. 
Yeah, and I know something what to do make of it, Paul. Well, I'd watched the Everton European game on Thursday yeah. night, and the the crowd there were so nervy and on their back from the off that you yeah. kind of thought, if we just get at them, mm. it's there for the taking. But I didn't watch the whole game. I was on a train listening to it cutting in and out on my phone, mm. which doubly annoyingly, every time 3G cut out and the commentary went, it would come back and something worse had happened. <laughs> they came yeah. back, the second goal had gone in, came back, Colaccini red-carded. You just thought, what's going to happen after the next pause? Oh, gee, I, well, I, I don't know what Tim Kroll was doing. Uh, for yes. the first I, I yeah. have no idea. I mean, he apparently, when the, when the fans were politely and graciously applauding them off at the end of the game, he kind of put his hand up as if to say, sorry about that one. Like, take, yeah. almost as if he was taking... You know, taking responsibility for the first goal, but which the, um, he should. Oh yeah, I, it almost it almost looks like he. It's like he's been sent the wrong way, but it's from fully twenty five yards. Yeah, so it I, was I, quite I, it was quite straight as well, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, it, it took a bounce, but the bounce was pretty much just up and down. It didn't sort of yeah. send the ball a different way. But it was like a penalty, and he just yeah, he had no, to guess exactly. which way to go. And yeah, that's just I didn't understand that at all. And then the second goal. Um, Gufran finally did something on a football pitch, but it was the absolutely yeah. the wrong thing. Um, Gufran's greatest fan, Dave Watson, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he did indeed. I mean, he got he got caught on a worst, didn't he, by um, the mighty Aaron Lennon, happiest man in football. Yeah, I, oh. I think for all we hear about, all we heard with Pardew as well about how good Gufran is defensively and why it's it's a benefit having him there. I think we can dispel that now I think he's maybe alright at defending when it's in the opposing half's far right or left wing yeah. but as opposed to put him in like the 18 yard box and it's a danger really but it was like it's just sort of what was he trying to do did he think it wasn't a crisis situation and he could calmly dribble it out you know it was yeah. I, I, we signed the guy as a as a wide forward, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's since been played as a winger, then a defensive wide player. Now he's been played as a almost like a holding midfielder. He started the game as a striker, yeah, and sometimes through the middle as a striker. Midfielder. He's been like, he, he, it's it's like he's been given the same career route as Gutierrez, right? But he's nowhere near as good as Gutierrez. I'd much rather just to like skip forward a bit. I'd much rather he. Um, sorry, That's the uh, Gutierrez alarm every time. Um, We're recording someone mentions in England. Yeah. <laughs> the bells have just started up. Uh, yeah, I just, I, just to skip forward a bit, I'd really much prefer Jonas Gutierrez to be in the middle of the park for the next few games than than than, than like sticking with Gufran. Yeah, I think Gufran. I don't know if it's just that you wonder what he's got on whoever's managing us <laughs> yes. any time to keep getting picked and to be put in positions that we have fit players to go into yeah. that aren't his own it's, yeah. it's baffling because he's not indispensable it's not, yeah. like, it's not like he's our little match winner when he gets no. the ball because you need him yeah. somewhere speaking of match winners uh, I definitely like uh, I said on a previous one that I thought I saw the green shoot of recovery in, in uh, Riviere it was against the, after the Aston Villa game I thought he, he, I thought he did okay in the Aston Villa game, but in the last two games he's been awful. Yeah, he's been really, really poor, and I'd, you've got to you've, you've got to drop him again, which will do his confidence no good. But he, he's, who do you bring in? 
Would you play Perez? Yeah, I'd play. Well, I was saying, I said to my mate that I'd be playing with a midfield three and three up front in the next few games because we 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 haven't the the, the defensive fortitude to. to to, to sit back and try and grind out a result. I think we've, we have to go at them because we, we haven't got another option. So I'd be playing with Cabela up front, not up front, but like as a... In as the hole or something. In, in the hole or the like a wide left or something. Uh, Perez in the middle and, I don't know, maybe... Sissoko on the No, right? no, I'd, I'd stick with Sissoko in the middle. Uh, and, and what about the, um, the return of... Rolando Aarons? He's, he's due back to fitness he's juice this back. weekend. I really don't want to rush him back, but if the other option is Gabby Obertan or Gufran. It's a shame for Obertan, because before his last injury, you kind of felt he mm. might have turned a corner. Yep. He was starting to put performances in, and he's, he's just gone back to old Obertan. Yeah. Gobertan. <laughs> Summer window, get lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was um, just quite a sort of saddening... Match wasn't it? It was two bad teams playing predominantly bad football. Yeah, um, we weren't able to defend. They were able to move with the ball forwards towards our goal and put it in. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, yeah that so is that, accurate. I, I feel like that's just about right. But I mean, I guess if we talk about the the flash points, really, so like the Colaccini sending off. Uh, He's an idiot. Yeah. Do you? Um, he, he, I mean, he's, he's a you know he's a high high wizard. Defender. I mean, would you say they were the actions of an idiot? I've heard cynical mentions of his motives oh, behind it. I, I think that's that's reading too much. You've seen this where they're saying What's that Colaccini deliberately got himself sent off because he wanted to avoid playing against uh, against Arsenal, Sunderland, and Liverpool, uh, and it's it's ludicrous because the, yeah, the red card. The red card was. It's one of those where if if it wasn't given, you'd have people saying. I can see how he's got away with that, or may- maybe it should have been a red card. Uh, I think that it was. Yes. But there are there would be games where you'd see that that kind of tackle, and he'd get a yellow. If you're trying um, to get a red card, you, yeah, you'd it, make sure. What, what you do yes. is you get a yellow card, and then you deliberately get yourself sent off for I don't know, like dissent or or something stupid like that. You wouldn't like that. That's not that's not him trying to get sent. Classic off. Ramos move, yeah. Because I guess if you do look at the next three fixtures, I mean, we've got Sunderland and two games. Yeah. If you're you know, Captain Fantastic. Then you don't you don't miss that game. Do you know what I mean? Yourself? Which he, I think there's a, a bigger discussion to be had about whether he should be captain. He's got history for this before of just mm. losing it at the time when you need someone to keep their head. Uh, yeah. When things are going well, he's a great captain. He plays well, fantastic he football. I mean, you, you do you guys remember what Joey Barton said when um, he was he was interviewed and Newcastle were doing quite well at the time. And um, he was interviewed about Colaccini. He's like, oh, he's not one for talking. He lets you get on with it. And he lets you, you know, he, he'll, he, you know, he's, he's not, I don't think he's... He's not a leader, vocal leader. No, he's not a leader. And I, the, the last time we had a, a captain that was that kind of grab the lads by the scruff of the neck and say, pull your finger out, was Nolan. Yeah. And then if you looked at the, the, the behaviour of the players when Nolan was playing, it was a it was a much more cohesive unit, and a lot of people attributed that to to Hewton. but it it could have just been that we had a leader on the pitch. Yes, um, we had that core as well, the sort of player committee. Yeah, there were about four or five of them. Barton, who and, felt and like Nolan, yeah. if Nolan wasn't around, could be captain. You look now. Well, we've got De Jong, who was signed to be our captain, from what we hear, but it doesn't. 
there's not many natural leaders in there you think yeah. they can bring the team together and also I'd, I'd say it's pretty tricky to go into a new squad having not played a game and instantly be like right guys do this yeah. do you know what I mean like to assert your authority when you've not quite proven that you warrant it yet exactly so. I'd, 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 I used to be under the, the misconception that uh, does cap, do captains really matter anymore like do you really need that kind of blood and thunder Alan Shearer yeah kind of Looking, looking at how we've performed without one, and I like Colachini's captain in, in name only. Like, I think yeah, absolutely, we need to sign a leader. And if if you like, you say De Jong's that guy, then Jesus, we need <laughs> we need somebody we else. We need some more because you should you should really have leaders all over the pitch. I mean, I said Shearer was blood and thunder, but then behind Shearer you had. Uh, you had yeah. Rob Lee or you had Gary Speed Gary Speed yeah, given or, as well Marshall yeah, in the defence at the back and you had um, in defence even like even players like Claudio Casapa yeah <laughs> <laughs> I tell you I'd have him now yeah Alawa. yeah <laughs> um, yeah so that that I guess is something for them maybe to fix you mm. know because you know Ryan Taylor can lead him I think Gutierrez will lead by example I think he'll He'll get performances out of other players mm. simply by the the example that he. Yeah, has. but I mean, I guess with, I guess a view on the the summer and the the future. I appreciate the season's not over yet, right? But he's going to do what he's going to basically help see out our season and mm. you know give a, a reasonable showing. Yeah, so that, that that's the hope, isn't it? There's uh, a worrying sort of centre to our whole team, especially in midfield, where you just think if they don't fancy it. We're screwed. Yeah. There's a lot of players. There's yeah. no consistent. There's players like uh, Colback, who one day looks like he's really up for it, gets stuck in. Other games just goes missing. There's well, no I, I, I think steadies. I think that's that's because since since we exited the FA Cup, I think Colbacks he tried it for a few games and he was mm. his normal self. You know, seven out of ten player, fine. But then he he's looking around and he's seeing players like Sissoko. Hasn't been asked. Hasn't been asked since since the window shot. Yeah. Um, even in games where we've been playing against big clubs in inverted commas, where you'd expect somebody fishing for a move to, to have a go to to have a go. So I reckon his I reckon his summer moves already in the pipeline. I reckon it's already sorted out because he's not playing like a, a guy that's looking for a move. He's playing like, well, why why should I work my bollocks off for somebody who's going to finish twelfth, thirteenth when next season I'm going to be playing in the Champions League for PSG. Like I don't need to work hard for these lads, so I'm not going to. Yeah, three, um, three games a season. Yeah, so he's going to get. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, and yeah. then you look at like uh, I reckon Cabela when he's fit will put in a shift because I just think he's that kind of player. I think he'd be a physically different player. Yeah, going forwards, you know, he's he's sort of adapting and he's putting a bit more muscle on and getting used to this pace of the game. But every, you know, he's he's a bit more of a delicate player, isn't he? Than um, than Sissoko yeah, yeah who can sort of you know maraud um, but I guess if we're looking at squads and shortnesses and, and all that sort of thing it's been um, I guess announced ahead of the weekend that uh, Jan Matt is going to be playing at centre half uh, bringing him in from uh, out wide so it's a, it's a really good job that we uh, loaned and today announced that we've pretty much sold Santon yeah yeah, yeah Santon's gone thank God for that because he was really good he was, he, 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 was, yeah. he was a real drain on our squad's potential, wasn't he? Yeah. The problem is every step along this way, we 
we and every Newcastle fan has predicted what would happen. Yeah. We didn't sign a centre-back. We knew that would come back to bite us. We loaned out Santon. We knew that would come back. Yeah. It's just, it was obvious to everyone. It, it makes you wonder what's going on. Well, it's, and the, and the thing that, I don't think Colacini's going to be here next season. Yeah. Because he's just, his head's not here. I think Williamson will be, which is, <laughs> oh, yes. I reckon Stephen Taylor will be, which is criminal as well. But that's it, like Williamson and Taylor. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're decisions that the players are making, aren't they? Because the clubs aren't going, how much for Williamson? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe like Blackpool or Colchester or something, but I mean... Uh, Aloe or Athletic. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But, that, but that's just it. I mean, but if you look at the, the numbers that are being put forward for Santon, you know, I think it was like a sort of uh, 300,000 loan fee and 3.7 million euros, yeah. right? That's nout. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. like... Three home games. That's less than we paid for any day. Yeah. I think. Do you know what I mean? So if you've got a... It's about, what is it, about two million sterling, two and a half million sterling. So, yeah. I mean, the calibre of player that you get for that, they think, no, he wasn't like an Italian international. And he who didn't look bad for us either. No. Yeah. He's one of the few who didn't seem to deteriorate. He was injured a lot. And he had a couple of stinkers. Like, uh, the last derby, he was, he was pretty terrible. But, generally, he was a really good player. Mm. He's definitely yeah. good enough to play for a, for a side that's wallowing in mid-table. Yeah. He's one of those as well you felt could be played on the wing or central midfield but never got the chance, which makes mm. it more annoying that Goufran's getting into yeah. all of those positions. I'd, I'd, I'd put it out there, just on the that you had a bad one in the derby. You can't really say that the squad excelled itself. <laughs> he, he really wasn't the odd one out no. in that derby game. Um, so yeah, so that, that's indeed what what, what is uh, Goufran and oh yeah. So the, the captaincy race, um, I think that's that's valid. So I mean, I, I guess with Colicini gone, uh, Paul, who, who who do you think you'd put in as captain? Well, if he wasn't so clearly not up for it. I'd say Sissoko would be the natural choice. Yeah. He's the only one we've got who you think can just grab a game. But it's like when we gave the captaincy to Kabai. It didn't make a difference. It felt a little desperate. Like when Arsenal used to give it to Henri or Van Persie. Yeah. You're like, okay, they're going. It's that same yeah. sort of move. Makes sense. Who is there? Ryan Taylor, I'd say maybe. Yeah, if he's fit. But then again, even if he's fit, he shouldn't be. With all due respect to him, because I think he's a, he's a good pro. With all due respect, he shouldn't be in our first team, and your captain should be. It shouldn't just be in your first team. He should be a, a guaranteed start. Yeah. The, the, so I don't think we've got one. I the, want to Jonas, think maybe. Cap- we haven't got a captain at the club. Yeah. There's well, no, it, there's it, nobody it good fits. enough to start. Who's captain material? Timmy, Timmy Krull. I don't. I'm, I'm when, he, when he's on form. Old I'm, dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely against the keeper being a, a captain. Right. You know, um, that's quite all right. Well, I guess if we sort of go from that, and then we can sort of roll into what Carver said afterwards. Um, he just sort of opens up in interviews. I, I think he's less the job hunter that he was initially, right? But he just sort of says some things, right? Um, I'm not Harry Houdini. I can't magic something up. It's good, isn't it? But the, <laughs> he says. Uh, did you realise that Houdini wasn't an actual wizard? I think he does. Yeah. Um, but what I will do is give everything and never give up. Then he gives up. But he says. 
He says he's in a situation where he's working with a group of players that he's got. I mean, that is child talk. That's just explaining what's going on that's around what, you. That's what managing is. It's like saying yeah. I'm in a room saying words to someone. Yeah. You get that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't need to explain it. But he says, uh, I, I will work with that. He says about uh, he's got a huge injury list. Um, I'll work where I've got. I will not be negative uh, because by me not being negative, hopefully that will rub off on them and they won't throw in hopefully. the towel. Yeah. Hope that it's your job. Do I, your job. But then he says, uh, they have they have fought until the end. No fought for what exactly how do, as a for a man who's as fighty as John Carver, I completely disagree with his use of the word fight. Maybe he misunderstood what fighting is. Yeah. And he thought that was like fan relations when he was asking teenagers into the car park. Good to see even though Joe Kinney is gone, his spirit lives on at the club. Yeah. Utter rot. Um I mean it's he says about how oh, they they have like a chat with the players, but he goes, you know, We'll usually leave them for a couple of days. They're not like cats, a, a cats, or, <laughs> or, a, or a cheese or something. He goes. Uh, we, we had a two-way conversation. Oh, that's, yeah. what that's what a conversation is. is. <laughs> Otherwise, it's the, a monologue. There's a flipping. There's a flipping doozy on the other side. Um, he goes. I told one or two of them, I'll, I'll do a super Jody. I told one or two not to say anything, and it was nice that the others did come forward. I'm not a dictator, I'm very open-minded. So you told one or two of them not to say anything, <laughs> and you're open-minded and not a dictator. He said, oh, boy, what I said, but only from those you allowed to talk, John Carver. <laughs> um, staggering, staggering stuff there from our great leader. Um, this is why he, he can't, can't possibly get the job full-time. Yeah. Because he, he's not getting the results, he's not managing the media at all. He's not managing. He's not got a good relationship with the fans. He, it's he, please God, he can't get the job. You look at oh. the job spec and yeah. think he's not ticking any part, really, is he? No. Apart from maybe physically being there, like, he's probably punctual. He'll get an attendance start. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, he's the one who goes, well, I didn't do any of the things that I'm not supposed to do, so surely, <laughs> I'm worried, there's another doozy where he says, I've not seen the title, well, I've watched it for five, from five or six angles, but it wasn't conclusive. I mean, we're not going to appeal, so firstly, what angles could he have seen it from, like, under the turf, for it to be conclusive, and then we did indeed appeal, apparently, and it was turned down, so, yeah, it's very, very uh, strange, but yeah, so we'll see. I'm relieved that they've shelved that... Um frivolous appeal you know where if you make a frivolous appeal they'll stick another game on does that not apply on. anymore no and they're not doing it anymore which is a really that's why we appealed then i think yeah. it's just it's, it's ludicrous it's, it's just a joke of a club at the minute and i know it gets negative and i know we keep talking about this <laughs> but we're being very funny about it today i mean it's surprisingly surprisingly a bit uh i'm the only game that i care about in the, for the rest of the season is the sunderland game it's the only one i care about I, I'm the other way, just because I'm not from the area. I see it as like, why are we bothered about them? It's like being bothered about West Brom. I realise I'm in the minority. Yeah, I was gonna, the only reason I care about it as much as I do is because if we, if we can't beat Sunderland once in, is it six now? Would it be six? Um, pass. Be. Pass. Anyway, if we got, like, what, what, it's what been are a few we seasons. doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's... They are they are shit and they are consistently shit and th so then the only reason that we're not beating them 
it's not quality because we consistently finish above them. It's not anything other than heart. And if the players haven't got heart, well, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's heart and how they are g'd up on the day, isn't it? Because part part of project can never sort of get the balance quite right of like yeah. g'ing them up too much or telling them to keep to be too calm. Yeah. Like that day when we played against them, they had De Canio and they just railroaded us, and it was because he must have gone. Don't get into any silly bookings. Don't yeah. Yeah. engage them. You know, it didn't not work. Didn't Colbeck say as much? I think or reportedly when he came to yeah. the club, of like he they just knew in the dressing room before they had our number. They'd approach the derby professionally like a normal game, and we'd just be like a kid who's eating a load of sweets and just waiting to sprint out and <laughs> dive into someone. <laughs> just... Well, you know that John Carver's going to say. He's going to build Kill it up. someone. Yeah, he's going to build it up to be like the. It, it's going to be war. He's going to be dressed as Spartacus or something. Yeah. <laughs> he oh comes out in his, his Churchill oh. hat under the tracksuit. <laughs> uh, it's the only game that. I know it sounds daft, and in most seasons, I'd, I enjoy the win, but I don't care if we draw. Right. I hate yeah. losing because I hate losing any game, but this season, this specifically this season, I. I'm desperate for us to win. Yeah, they're going to um, have a new manager by then, yeah. possibly. Dick Ad- no, no, he's, in? yeah, he's in. Oh, he Dick, Dick Advocar. So, the, so they'll have new manager powers. Yeah, just in time. So for the always, uh, <laughs> always helps them out. I mean, if you really do hit losing and you also hit drawing, I would put forward maybe have like a second club. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, AFC Wimbledon and they're doing shit as well. Yeah, maybe it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you look for one in Jinx. Munich. Yeah. yeah. Move to Manchester. Yeah, great. So I guess that's, um, well, that's Carver Nails. On uh, your sort of, what would you call it, like a beef, a very one sided beef for Gufran. Uh, I read today that we've um, initiated some sort of pre contract contract with uh, Andre Ayew. Oh, who's, um, oh, you were leading me down a dark path. A very, uh, um, I brought him in, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Johan Gufran. <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, Andre Ayew, who's like a fantastic player who yeah. basically we've been linked with for, I think, probably the last four or five years. A couple of times, yeah. yeah. But I'd put forward, n- neither of our careers have gone quite how we would have liked. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like we can finally sort of snag him because he's out of contract at the end of the he season. He works hard. There's, there's, no, there's no argument with that. And he's fast and he's, he's seen good him be very good in the Champs League. What we need, though, is the same thing we've needed for God knows how long, is we need... Centre-back? A really good centre-back and a really good centre-forward. And... Yeah, or we need to completely change the way we play mm. because we're, we're not we're not we're not scoring goals. But personnel-wise, at the minute, to suit like a formation to suit our team would be what, two, <laughs> two, seven, mm. one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just really beef up the middle, yeah, I guess, because he's very limited, isn't he? I mean, he does have he does genuinely have a uh, injury crisis. You know, he does have a big yeah, injury I, I, list, certainly for, for players who he's worked with, but not just players that he's worked with, but like, you know, key players or players that were supposed to be key, you know, who look promising. What's interesting is that Ferreira, or Ferreira, how yes. you pronounce it, hasn't, hasn't featured at all, given that we're, he's, he's, a, he's a striker, and he's, has he really, is he really that far away from Riviere's performances? He, like, yeah. He, he must be able. He must be getting in with a shout soon, and I'd be playing instead of playing Jan Mart in the centre. 
um, I'd be playing one of the kids like Lubomir Saka or something like that because yes. I'd rather have the right players in the right position as best you can do mm. rather than f- trying to like shoehorn Ryan Taylor into left back sticking our top assist maker in, in, in centre mid as well centre mid yeah that yeah. takes away yeah, any that's a really good point. I, it's just give one of the kids a chance because at the end of the day we are safe by virtue of the teams yeah. that below us that are so shit. Just, just about, yeah. I mean, you can't really... 35 I, I don't know what Burnley's running's like. But. It's, it's pretty good, but like pretty good for them. And yes. they're, they're playing okay, but I, I think we're safe. So why not give the kids a chance and just play, play formations and tactics that don't put too much pressure on them? Like, so you have Colback just in front of him, and even Anita, even though he's not been playing well. So you have the, a, a flatback four with uh, Anita and, and Colback sitting in front of them and just being busy and, and trying to relieve the pressure mm. and Sissoko in front of them, rather yeah. than putting, like you say, our top assist maker in the centre of defence with players pulled out of position yes. and, and forced into... That's why I'd say not even Sissoko in the centre, because if you look at the games he has where he's really performed for us it's either been on the right or kind of number yeah. 10 yeah yeah he's fine kind of the link well the only link we have between defence and attack yeah, yeah. I'd put another one in for the um, I don't know whether to call it malaise or, or lack of oomph in our squads like this just looking at the injury list there's pretty much no competition do you know what I mean like oh, if, if no you're depth. if you're in the starting lineup, it's like who, who, who the hell am I beating and training yeah, you know who's who's yeah. chasing my spot because it would have been Medi Abid was coming after them all in the midfield. Mm. You can sort of play across, you know, um, Hadara. You know, say it's just mental. So it's like, what really? What have they got? To who have they got to impress? You know, their well, their buyers, I guess, or their clubs, but they're not playing for themselves. It would seem, and it has to come. You have to lay the blame at, at the doors of like. Um, of Ashley and Charnley because it's their them declaring that 10th is what we're aiming for and even though even if they say no 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 we didn't mean 10th is what we're aiming for 10th is the minimum that we'll accept yeah. it doesn't matter like th- th- because that just filters down mm. and it filters to the fans and the fans you can see the fans are fed up I mean the, the chance going round is um, you know we're shit and we know we are and um, that they're crying out for us to attack and stuff like that. The fans know it. The papers know it. The players must know it. And if the players, know, how do you how do you motivate yourself when you're sitting fairly comfortably in um, where are we now? We're eleventh now. If we're sitting in eleventh, how how the you how know, do you, 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 you know what I use? I use those wireless headphones that swimmers use. <laughs> so if all of the players can wear them, get some Tony Robbins or um, and just stick them on during the games, block the fans out, keep the tactics on, and just go and get after it. But it just seemed very odd. It's annoying to see a manager with the same predicament where the team is almost safe still managing to do it at Palace in Pardew. Mm. <laughs> Every game now, it seems to happen. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think... Maybe their their expectations are a bit lower, so... I think their personnel is more suited to being in that position. I think a lot of the players we've got, if they're not going for sort of fifth or sixth, they're not bothered. There's, mm. no, there's no desire to... 
I think, yeah, I'd say that there's a big, there's too much of a gap between our like marquee players like Sissoko and um, Jan Mart and uh, yeah. Colacini and, and players like that, and then the players that are playing alongside them, like all due respect, Jack Colback and Mike Williamson and players like that, and. Colacini, if if we were yeah if we were pushing for Europa, I reckon Colacini would be uh, would be putting in better performances. But yeah, but we're not. But I think we've got a lot of players that need to have that ambition from the top. Like you were mm. saying, saying we're going for tenth just rules out a lot of those players. Yeah, yeah, I think that's valid. So I mean, if if I guess if we look ahead to the next game, really get your uh, get your optimism sticks out, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Optimistic sticks, that's better, isn't it? Um, yeah, we've got Arsenal on um, Saturday, 3pm uh, kickoff. They've got everything to play for, chasing mm. Champions League. Uh, they play Monaco tonight, a game that they have to win and have to put on a fairly emphatic display. Um, I think they've got a fairly full or a good enough squad, as in yeah. near enough full strength they've but always got. You get the feeling their second team could comfortably beat us at the yes. the yeah. depth of their squad what I'm hoping for is that that game goes into is like a hard hard game for them and goes into extra time wears them out just even if it's just mentally and yeah. the, the players that they bring in to, to face us are it's disjointed or yeah. the, 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 there's a there's a sadness around the club because they've been kicked out of the Champions League so that's that's the only thing that we can hope for because frankly Arsenal and Liverpool, who are two of the three next games, are the form teams in yeah. the Premier League, and they will destroy us as they did last season. What about you, Paul? What are your yeah, thoughts? I, I think they'll hammer us. I think it yeah. being at St James's as well, the first if they score in the first ten yeah. minutes, yeah. you can just it's see just gonna it break. becoming poisonous. Yeah. Like, I'm tempted to put a bet on six nil. I think it could be that bad. Oh, I'm definitely putting plus three. Yeah, I was pondering about you know the four four classic and just whether they'd score all eight because if <laughs> previously uh, when we've had like all right squads to where we've been able to stay in the game like the one that was six three after we'd played um, Man U the other Christmas like we're with them until seventy minutes and then yeah. and then our legs ran out so yeah. Um, well yeah it's it's going up to the nosebleeds for it's going to be the highest <laughs> predictor score I think um, so Dave what, what, what do you reckon for uh, results oh 5-1 um, 5-1 one. Five, one, boom who's getting the one own goal Cashelny right Cabela well yeah what do you reckon 6-0 6-0 of course <laughs> right um, well It'll be fun for match of the day for the neutrals and for Arsenal fans. I'd be happy if we're on last because it means it's not a hiding. Yeah, um, I'll, I'm going to say uh, three, three, three nil. Um, no, three, three one. Right, come on, Perez. Um, <laughs> Blow my mind. Score three. Whoa! Um, like yes. The voice of optimism. It's the three-one defeat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess get get in touch on uh, Twitter if you've got um, predictions or any thoughts. Um, just at Newcastle Natter and uh, go from there. Uh, thanks for coming, on guys. Anything else to add? I'm good. No, all good. I've got it out my system. Uh, well, take care. Uh, all hail, Gufran. Have a good one, Ticker. <laughs> this is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.